This is another uh, one of She Rocks episodes, and we are here with one of our amazing co-alumni. Uh, Macarena and I have the pleasure to interview Ange from Burundi. Also, we are here in Cape Town, so we changed location. So we are really glad to have you here, Ange. Welcome to our episode. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to join you. Thank you. But... The reason why we have Ange here is because first we met uh, when we were together on one completely different continent in the U.S. And uh, now we are all together here in Africa. Uh, life uh, made it happen so that we are all in the same city, in the same town in Cape Town. Uh, but Ange is an amazing entrepreneur. She is in fashion. She's also in social uh, business, building social businesses. And she's really moving Burundi to a whole different level. Although a small country, Ange travels all over the world. And some of the parts of her story we are going to be able to hear right now. I would just like, in order not to miss some important parts, Ange, if you can tell our audience something about yourself. So um, thank you so much once again, and I can't hide my excitement <laughs> to be here um, to join this episode. Um, I heard when you guys were starting this, and I did not know that it was going to happen, <laughs> that I get to be part of it. So I'm so grateful. Um, so um, like um, um, it was well said, my name is Ange, and I'm from Burundi, and uh, I'm the third uh, of third in my family from six. And um, I would say that among many things that I can use to describe myself, but as I'm discovering myself now at 42 years old, mm -hmm. um, I'll say that I'm definitely an, an entrepreneur. I believe in it uh, because I find that it's it's a way of creating, um, you know, making what you believe in without sitting and waiting for life to make it happen. And that's what brings juice to my life. That's what brings life to my life and my living. And I'm so grateful to know that it was it's not a crazy way of thinking because that's what I thought for the longest. But the more I meet more people who are like that, who are problem solvers, the more I fit, I feel that I fit mm -hmm. in this world. And tell us, um, how is it to be an entrepreneur, even a woman entrepreneur in Burundi? <laughs> so that's very interesting because um, I'll say that um, entrepreneurship uh, was not and still somehow now is not one of those boxes that you will find mm -hmm. in the line of profession and vocation. Okay. So it was almost for the longest considered as something that people who did not succeed in their education, people who mm -hmm. basically failed, will stumble their way into uh, being an entrepreneur. So um, myself being, um, I was a refugee in England. I was uh, really privileged to be able to continue my education. I returned as a legal interpreter, which was a great career um, from a Francophone country. Being fully Anglophone, I had a wide choices of professions and jobs waiting for me. And for me now to refuse literally all those opportunities and choose to follow the path of entrepreneurship because I returned with a clear vision. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I returned with a clear vision of creating employment and that was going to be basically the way to go about it. So no, I was not well understood. 
let alone by society, even worse, by my family, even though we are all entrepreneurs, yeah. but they felt like because of what I had, I had a better path of following a professional classical career. So no, it's not, but I believe that I'm also paving the way and setting an example as I get a lot of testimonies from young people and, and even professionals who are retiring to be following their dreams through entrepreneurship. That's amazing. And I think we are still not aware how rare it is to talk with somebody and meet somebody like you. But when you say, uh, I would really like to go a little bit deeper on this topic of you decided you want to come back to Burundi and actually create more jobs and drive the economical um, improvement of the of your country. But tell us, how did you decide that doing what you were supposed to do and what everybody uh, expected you to do wasn't going to make good enough change? Mm -hmm. So I will put it in two forms. Uh, number one, um, my country had been torn by um, different massacres and um, where really like a lot of dreams had died. And I personally believe as a responsible citizen that change happens, you know, through the intervention of one individual at mm -hmm. the time. It doesn't just fall from the sky. And I wanted to bring my peace to this change. And through doing that, that's when I believed that it was going to be um, in job creation. And for the record, I did not have a plan. Okay. And that's, that's what, exactly. I did not have a plan. And that's why I like to share this truth to everyone to understand that it's okay not to have a plan, but to follow this big volcano that's, you know, about to arrive in, in, a, in an individual and follow. So um, I returned And I was like, for me, my biggest drive was seeing how um, in England, a very powerful nation, you know, where for us in Africa, we think that the West is blessed, you know, mm -hmm. with this wealth and things happen. But I got to see how people work hard, how people um, at different levels from the train station, you know, the driver, the rail workers and, you know, Florist, how everybody has to be focused at making life continue to be operating normally. And I could see that that was not the case in my mm -hmm. country. It was like, it's the responsibility of some people to be doing that. And that's where I felt like, you know, let me, instead of talking and saying what I said, so that people don't think, oh, now she's coming to be bragging and telling, let me go and do Bravo. And then meet um, other people who want to do that. And it was interesting because the I would say the social class that I was part of, the educated class, does not, they, they believe it's okay, you have a job and then you continue on. But going to fold your sleeves mm -hmm. is not the job or is not this, what a CEO or what a head of an organization should be doing. And I went with what I strongly have you know because it's good when you're working you work hard and you better work doing <laughs> what you enjoy doing and I work worked with uh, artisans um, who are 
um, to me, a social group of people that work so hard, but that are not making fair money from the hard work. If you are to mm-hmm. see the effort that's put in and the and the thing, and I believe and what they earn, yeah, and what mm-hmm. they earn exactly. And I saw that the the reason why they're not making good money was because they make products that are outdated or that does not respond to the need of the market that can pay good money. And I came in to be to just to design and to also connect them to markets. But together we've done this, we've had this great marriage of that has brought so many um successes. And that's setting an example. Yeah. Well, I would say then that you didn't have a plan, but uh, you were giving your example by doing, no, by actioning. I think that's the best thing. And also uh, you were talking about how you connect with these artisans and stuff. Uh, I think you were also providing with a great example about unfolding your sleeve and starting working. So I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, what would be uh, if you need would like to say one or maybe one between one to two things? What are the key to success for you, in your business or in your community? So in my community, key to success, I would say respect. Respecting people, respecting because nobody was sent on this earth empty-headed. Everyone has something. I believe that once we we start from that, um, it helps us to bring the best in us because we all want to be appreciated and valued at the end of the day. Um, so I believe that in respecting people, it means that if I want someone to be working, I also should be working. So it's not like, okay, you go do this while I'm sitting and doing what, you know. It, it to me it goes into the 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 respect values and um giving room for error you know and errors i think in in our bios we never mention you know we only talk about <laughs> our successes you know did this did that but we never mention our failures and yet our failures are also what helps us to know the other avenue that we should be taking you know so it's like well Talking about, to me, I'm not power dynamic. Why should I, you know, why should my failure be seen as, oh, it allowed me to see that I should be taking another route. Mm -hmm. But why shouldn't I apply the same for someone else that I work with, you know? And in the name of respect, if we are respecting the resources, the values, the commitment in those mistakes, it's it's a different thing. Second thing that I would really want to say Um, is that um, I learned from someone, um, they gave me two examples. They said, life is like an airport, you know. People are transiting. Um, people are taking long flights. Um, sometimes flights are delayed <laughs> and this and that. So if we take our lives also like that and understand like, okay, well, maybe Maka, I know you, I came to know you for a short period of, a short flight, you know. And if the short, the flight stops, It's like, okay, well, we're going to part ways. It was nice to meet you. It was, a, And we don't need to extend, you know, you need to catch your long flight and I need to catch mine. If there's a delay at the airport, um, life has is full of delays. But does it mean that we're not going to fly? No. And mm-hmm. I love just, that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And lastly, it's like, well, life also is like a stage. You're being given a stage, you better perform on it because you never know who's in the audience. And it's based on your performance, you're either going to get more calls or 
be trashed fully. So, <laughs> well, I couldn't agree more. You know, I met one of my partners in my first business, wait, wait, working as a waiter uh, on a restaurant. I, I could never have imagined that he would be my first investor and my first partner. Uh, so, really, I, I'm really, I couldn't agree more with you. And another thing you said that I think it's really important, and I like to stand out. It's Failure, I think it's one of the drivers for entrepreneurs because it's by failing that we go, go ahead and keep on trying, trying a different way and keep on uh, finding our way. I agree, for example, but there is one thing that I also noticed that the, the things when Ange was mentioning what made her uh, become she and she said first thing was respect. And then the last thing was life is a stage. So uh, act accordingly everywhere. They're very much connected because you know you have to respect every audience, everybody who you meet. And in that way, you actually uh, bring value. But this is one thing because we are a global, um, a global crowd in this way. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of us, we don't know a lot about African culture, especially about Burundi culture. Is it? When you talk about respect, is it a cultural thing? Is it similar to what you see in Burundi? Uh, or is it something that's yours, unique? Hmm. Interesting question. And I think that it's... Um, I can say something as an African. Um, I would say that I grew up being taught about respect. Um, and I left the country when I was 16 years old. Um, and... I was 15 years away. So as you can imagine, it's it's nearly 50-50, mm-hmm. the years abroad and the years after. And then when I returned, <coughs> obviously, respect looked different uh, because I came back to my country as an adult and I saw... Like uh, there's this thing that happens with my dad, for instance, where um, like, as you've noticed in Africa, it's very normal to have like a cook or to have a, what it's not exploitation. It's it's a job. It's it's simple. And so I would I would ask, uh, can you please uh, bring me something? Can you please? Do it? And then my dad was like, why do you keep on saying, can you please bring me this? Bring me that, you know, he's going to bring it anyway. And I was like, you know, two things. A, I lived somewhere where I had to do everything, right, for myself. Mm -hmm. And I know that it takes time. If someone is cooking, if I'm asking, can you please bring me some eggs? If he was doing doing eggs and there was fire, he'll be the one burnt, not me, right? So I'm very appreciative of the fact that somebody took the time to do something for me and do it well. And it needs respect and I need to request that because it's not, uh, but it's, I don't think that we do not respect people, but I believe that the please and thank you code that we hear most of the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the, with the, with, with the Anglophones and what, I find that it's very important. And I've seen that people appreciate it at home when I I say please and thank you. Um, Yeah. So, so it's it's yours unique, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to also introduce. I of think course. it's 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 good. I agree. Yeah, and also all what we do as entrepreneurs, <coughs> it's about people. It's people that makes the difference. And we, I don't, I believe, and I, I'm sure you will will agree with me. We don't do anything alone or on our own. We always need collaborators, teams, and even this network we're part of IBLP. It's it's to support each other. And let's go to some tough questions. What do you think is what holds you back? Like if you if you need to mention one thing that mm. uh, that holds you from I don't know uh, oh progressing ahead exactly 
<laughs> so one thing that will hold me back is dwelling on the past or dwelling mm-hmm. on something that I cannot change. Give us an example. So it's like, well, something, again, in the line of, of um, failure that we spoke about, let's say I tried to work with someone and then I'm seeing that we are not aligning um, in terms of values and what, because that has happened a lot. It has happened with organization, it has happened with clients, and they don't ag- accept what I view as important. And for the longest, I wasted time, and I'm I'm saying that, I wasted time trying to make myself understood and trying to, to have them, you know, buy into what I was coming mm-hmm. to do. And that laid me back. I mean, it wasted my time. Now what I've learned is if it doesn't work with someone, it's okay. There's 7 billion of us <laughs> on this earth, you know, surely it's going to work with someone else. And look at what the world is, for goodness sake, from Serbia. <laughs> you know, Zoya, you're the first Serbian I know. You you're know? the first Burundian I know. Pabli <laughs> Maka, you know. Uruguay, I, I mean, like, these are countries that I know from the map, mm-hmm. you know, and I know where they are located, but I did not know that, I did not know I was going to meet someone from there. And Nobisa, you know, Cape Town, I've always wanted to be in Cape Town, and this, you know, and look at how it's what we believe in that has connected us together, you know, and it's like there's support, and this is my conclusion, there's support in the world. Do not wait, you know, and do not think that just because you're not having that support in your village, mm-hmm. that life is the, you know, it's the end of it. No, you know, and moving forward, it's exciting. I love her. I I, <laughs> I want to keep on talking to her for the whole day. I'm so grateful. Really, I, I, it, I, I'm I, impressed. I'm so great. And I think it's a great point uh, saying about this whole world is a global village. And especially now with whole digital mm-hmm. uh, uh, tools that we have around us, it can really be uh, a village. Look, we, in from our group, uh, 40 of us communicate almost daily yeah. through WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. I know what's happening with whom in the group, and that's that would have not been possible like 20, 15 years ago. But uh, back to what Maka said, uh, difficult questions. There is one thing that now when you look back uh, at this part of your life uh, at 42, what would you say are your biggest regrets? Hmm. My biggest regrets were caring about what people think. I love her. How do you fix that? (laughs) Well, like I said, I can't change the past, Mm -hmm. but I have responsibility about the past to, to make sure. So, A, I make sure I continue to move forward. That's myself. B, I make sure that I look around me for anyone who's, who I see is, um, caring unnecessarily about what people think. And it's, I feel it's my civil duty mm-hmm. to talk to them, you know, and just say something about it because... I need yeah. to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Like uh, now listening to you and to be honest, almost uh, all the time I know you and all the journeys we've had, I, I think that people who are maybe listening will think, oh, who is this superhero lady? Like she's, she looks so calm. She, 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 uh, she's handling everything great. And you are now. But I think it would be great to hear like when, what happened? Give us some example of your life situation when you didn't handle it all well. 
the one you remember. A turning point. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're killing her. No, listen, I'm going to tell you how this thing, I won't even call it a parasite. I'll call it a virus. Okay. okay. A parasite will give you, like, it, it brings flame, you know, there's temperature and it can go like that. But a virus is so small, it, like, it goes slowly mm-hmm. and it, it will get your entire body. So when I was at in a university in Kenya, um, something happened. And I was still caring. I was so young uh, and cared about what people said about me, you know, which was wrong, but which at my tender age, I was so hurt, so disappointed, you know, and felt that how can they, with everything that they know about me, how can they do that and spread rumor, you know? As a result, I could not get out of bed I could not go to the cafeteria to eat. My roommate would bring me bread. Mm-hmm. Worse, I missed my exams, which made me miss my year, which made me basically hard-earned money that was paid for me was put to trash because I allowed what was said about me to, to, to affect me. So I don't think there can be, and I always say that example just to make people also realize how, if you let what people the the, the ripple effect, the negative mm-hmm. side, how far it can go, mm-hmm. you know. And I was in a serious, sad depression um, stage. And um, obviously my family was affected and all. You know, I could go on and on. Luckily, I went to England at that time. You know, it was a big, you know, like also I was going to say for the record, no matter how low you can be, there's also, you know, life will also... <laughs> intervene and help because I don't know how I came out of that big hole, you know, to be honest, but it was a hard lesson. And I said, never again, never Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. It's like hardships also brought you where you are now. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm talking about this universe life, how you get uh, through difficult moments. Uh, What is it's a largest support from your network? If you have to say something. Because we are not alone in this world. Fortunately, yeah. that, fortunately that mm. everyone is helping us be where they are. What would you say who helped you or what group of people or what helped you the most? Yeah. So I would say one thing. A, I'm a very, um, my faith is my number one, you know. So my belief in God and my belief mm-hmm. in the word of God has been the number one thing because I'm also alone, a loner, like a mm-hmm. solitary as a, as, a, as a person, and I don't trust easily. So I like the fact that I can read something and it speaks to me and it fixes the inside of me without the outsiders. Mm-hmm. And why? It's not because I don't believe in the outsiders, but I'm very respectful of the fact that maybe if I come to you, Maka, and I have a hard moment, what if you're having also a hard moment? Are you going to, and you also needed some support at that time. So to me, I feel like having a higher being that, that's ready to handle us is very important. But number two is knowing your positive circle of support. And that I can't stress it over, you know, knowing who believes in you and who wants to support you. And even if they don't have a solution, who can listen to you? 
Like now you're listening to me and smiling and it makes me want to say more. <laughs> Please <laughs> What, keep talking. You know? I'm loving yeah, this conversation. Do you understand? But it's doing something to my soul because once my soul is broken, then I can't even perform and do what I'm good at, you know? So a group of, group of supporters. And I will end with this. I feel like in, in this life, we, we, are, we lift as we climb, you know? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm climbing this life and there's someone who's lifting me And I also believe that it's my responsibility to lift those that are also climbing, mm -hmm. not be like crabs, you know, that go yes. and, and remove others. No. And that's what I will end with. I think that's a perfect ending to this episode. Noabisa uh, was with us, supporting us in the uh, back end, uh, backstage or however, uh, whichever term we choose. Thank you, Noabisa. And I think I think we should also thank the American Corner in Cape Town that they received us and the U.S. consulate that make this happen so we could record in these excellent conditions. And thank you. I'm so full of grateful and joy with this conversation and so inspired. Uh, I trust you'll keep on empowering other ladies. Thank you. And, and of course, we'll follow what you're doing <laughs> and then share it with everybody else. Thank you so much oh, for the time. Thank you much. so much for having me. Now I'm rushing to the airport. <laughs> yes. Hoping that it's going to be a good <laughs> airport for Yes, no, definitely. Yes. I hope no delayed flights there. <laughs> no then. delayed flights. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank bye you for listening. Yes. This is She Rocks Global Podcast. Bye-bye. She Rocks Global is a podcast collaboration produced by Macarena Botta, Nwabisa Mayema, and Zoya Kukic. This season of She Rocks Global was recorded in the American Corner Cape Town, which is also where you will find our sound engineer, Tikrai Gegana. Theme music for this podcast is composed and arranged through a collaboration between South African musician Nosihe and Hannah Sagasa from Germany. Mixing engineer is T Luminous. She Rocks Global is a podcast that showcases the stories of perfectly imperfect women from around the world. Should you be or know someone whom you think we should be talking to, please contact us through our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter channels. Handle She Rocks Global. Hashtag She Rocks. Until next time, keep rocking. <laughs>